The following is one of our favorite car talk shows of all time. Did you make that up? Yeah. But what is this really? <laughs> A random tape I picked out of the box so we could go on vacation. Okay. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the early childhood development division here at Car Talk Plaza, which, as you can probably guess, is run by my brother, since he's still <laughs> in childhood development. <laughs> this is interesting stuff I learned from six-year-old kids. And it's, they say, honest to goodness, from an anonymous mother in Austin, Texas. And she's got a whole list of stuff that she's learned from her little kids. From her six-year-old kids? From some six-year-old kids. I guess kids. her own. Her very Perhaps. own. And here they are. Some of them are related to each other. A king-size waterbed holds enough water to fill a 2,000-square-foot house about four inches deep. I, I, <laughs> I know how you figure that one out. <laughs> I know how you figure that one out. <laughs> if you hook a dog leash over a ceiling fan... The motor is not strong enough to rotate a 42-pound boy wearing Batman underwear and a <laughs> Superman cape. <laughs> it really? Is, it is strong enough, however, if tied to a paint can to spread paint on all four walls of a 20-by-20-foot 20 room. <laughs> this sounds like Dusty Chalk's brother's kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should not throw baseballs up when the ceiling fan is on. When using the ceiling fan as a bat, you have to throw the ball up a few times before you get a hit. A ceiling fan can hit a baseball a long way. The glass in windows doesn't stop a baseball hit by a ceiling, ceiling fan. fan. <laughs> no matter how much jello you put in a swimming pool, you still cannot walk on water. <laughs> pool filters do not like jello. <laughs> Always look in the oven before you turn it on. Plastic toys do not like ovens. <laughs> the fire department in Austin, Texas has a five-minute response time. <laughs> <laughs> the spin cycle on the washing machine does not make earthworms dizzy. It will, however, make cats dizzy. <laughs> cats throw up twice their body weight when they're dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see a six-year-old kid doing. I love the Batman thing with the, the ceiling fan. I love it too. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know it didn't work. I was going to try it myself. <laughs> oh boy, boy, it, it is reminiscent of our friend Dusty Chalk's brother. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny, who, Kenny Chalk, who went to work one day, and his twin boys decided to surprise him. Yeah, and as he walked home from the bus stop, they were in the driveway painting his car with brushes with brushes and rollers <laughs> <laughs> well he may have said something about i don't like the color of the car and they were trying to do the guy a favor you'd never know where are they now yeah they're probably congressmen <laughs> look if you'd like to talk to some underdeveloped siblings and ask us questions about your car our number is 888-CAR-TALK that's 888-2782-55 huh hello you're on car talk Hi, this is David from Placerville, California. How you doing? From where? Placerville, California. Placerville? Yes. P as in Peter? Yes. Like Placerville? Exactly. That's another way to pronounce it. Oh, but it's pronounced Placerville. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your name is Peter? What? No, David. His name is David. Will you pay attention? <laughs> David No from, one listens. David from Peterville, California. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. All right. We're ready for you now, David. Okay, Shoot. good. Well, yeah. I have a persistent problem with my 1987 Nissan pickup. My wife has finally convinced me to call you guys to deal with this problem. Yeah. For whatever reason, when it accelerates at low speeds and I'm accelerating slowly, at a certain RPM, the car jumps. And it, it could be anything from hesitates to jerks and jumps and throws my poor dog in the back of the truck all around the truck. <laughs> it's, it's particularly embarrassing when I'm in traffic because the people around me think that I don't know how to drive stick because the car just jerks forward. Oh, it's the stick shift? <laughs> Wait a minute now. So This is not from a dead stop, right? If I accelerate quickly from a light, for example, you don't feel it. But if I'm hmm. accelerating slowly or holding a certain speed, it's almost like there's an RPM zone at a certain RPM 
that if I slowly pass through that RPM, the car loses its gas or loses its oxygen and just stops functioning for just a second, and the engine just hesitates for a second. This is like first gear, second gear, any, any gear? gear, but because its slower speed is more apparent, it's you know it's easiest to tell in the lower gears. Does it just go root? And then it's over, or does it go, ooh, 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 and the dog is whacking his head against the back window all the time? You know, that's a good question. It seems to me that it's one jerk, but because of that, you know. <laughs> like be... my brother. Right, like, like, the, like the host of Car Talk. It's one jerk. No, 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 one jump. Let me rephrase. Yeah. Ah. Well, this, this 87 Nissan pickup truck has a carburetor. Yes, it does. And I think that you have a dirty circuit in your carburetor. There is there is one RPM you get to where you're not getting the right amount of gasoline. And, and I think David said that that's what was wrong. Well, it seems like he that. knew that. But I brought it to Peter. all dealers, and I don't think that the dealers <laughs> are sir. sensitive to. No dealers ever noticed it, and they always say, "Oh, we don't feel it. We don't feel it." Well, it, it is. It is. It, you know, if you drove the thing maybe a little bit harder, i.e., if you accelerated a little bit faster, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't notice it. Right. But you. But now that you've noticed it, you're fixated on it. You're looking for it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so is the dog. Imagine the anxiety of <laughs> creating the dog. Oh no, not again! <laughs> My wife is like, I'm fine with it because. If I make the car jump around, people look over in traffic and think, oh, it's just a woman. She doesn't know how to drive stick. But I'm very sensitive to it, apparently, uh, being a male. And I get about it. So I see what this this is not really a problem with the vehicle. This is a self-image problem. <laughs> right. You can't have people around town talking about you. Look at David. See, how long has he been driving stick shift now? What a clutch. Right. It is a small town I live in. So, yeah, I don't want to be embarrassed by this. Yeah, this yeah. is very embarrassing. <laughs> well, I think you, you may ultimately need a carburetor rebuild. Okay. Ooh. Which, which. I, no, you can't. No, you couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford it. Couldn't afford <laughs> For an 87 right. Nissan If pickup? you're driving an 87, by definition, you can't you afford, can't afford that, it. This is true. I agree. <laughs> but I would try various additives. Oh, yes. This is a chance to go yeah. to the auto parts store and buy things that say miracle on them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a miracle to do this. Okay. Well, I mean, it's possible, isn't it? Does any of that stuff work? Oh, know. sure. Oh, no, there are lots of things that work. I mean, you might want to try some of the... Yeah, uh, sulfuric acid is good. <laughs> some of the cheaper... And I think maybe even last week or the week before, we recommended uh, Tecron, which is a product made by Chevron. Okay. I mean, I'm reluctant to recommend continued use of these things because I have a gut feeling that they put more carcinogens into the atmosphere mm. than we could ever imagine. What? You're a little tree hugger all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But if, if one can seems to, you know, eliminate it, or close to eliminate it, then the second can might be justified. Okay. Do you think that I'm doing bad things to the car by this? I mean, No, no. Like I so... know what you mean. Is, is it, I mean, it is lurching, and that's not great for the drivetrain, but I wouldn't worry about it. The bigger issue is your self-image. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing I'm worried about. Okay, thank you. <laughs> because we yeah. know how fragile a man's self-image right, can be. especially when right. you're driving a truck. I mean, the fact that you wouldn't even give us your real name, and you have to use yeah. David, and we know your name is Peter. <laughs> Hey, thanks for calling, David. Okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> See you, Pete. Bye-bye. <laughs> you got to blow the guy's cover. one <laughs> Shark Talk. That's 888-227-8255. Hello. Hi, this is Ann from Altoona, Pennsylvania. Altoona. Altoona. That's like west, right? That's like west of you. <laughs> <laughs> Not west of Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What's up? Um, we have a 94 Subaru Legacy Wagon um, with 120,000 miles on it. And mm -hmm. before I tell you what's wrong, I have to warn you that the people at the Subaru dealership now have no clue where to go from here. The people at Subaru Technical Support have no clue where to go from here. Everybody is stumped. So as much as I hate to say it, you guys are probably my car's last hope. Otherwise? Uh, otherwise, I don't think I have a car. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Okay. Unless you live in Altoona, of course. Well, I, I know right away. I don't know what the question is, but I know the answer. Okay. You have a bad ground. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. I get, I, that's, that's it. That's my answer, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Ann. Okay. Um, it started back in September. We were driving up a hill with the air conditioner on, and my son noticed a white mist coming in through the vents. 
Um, I know. I don't know what the question is, but I know one thing. What's that? The answer is not a bad <laughs> round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, white mist. Go ahead. Um, so we were real close to the dealership, so we drove it into the dealership, and by then the car had drastically overheated. Um, they changed the thermostat. A week later, the same thing happened, and this time the antifreeze came in on the floorboards of the car, so they changed the heater core. Duh, yeah. Okay, so okay. two weeks later, my husband's driving the car, and he notices the white mist again. The car's overheating. He goes to the dealership. The antifreeze pours out on the floor again, and they replace the heater core again, thinking that they had a defective heater core. So three weeks later, on Thanksgiving Day, we're traveling out of town. The white mist comes through the vents again. The car overheats. The antifreeze pours out on the floor. Um, we just had the car towed back to the dealership, where they changed the heater core for the third time, flushed the radiator and said that the liquid that came out was milky white. Um, they flushed it four times till it ran completely clear, replaced all the hoses, said that the substance, the residue in the hoses was white and flaky powdery when it dried, not oily. Um, at that point, they determined or they, they think that this white stuff was what was clogging up the heater cores and causing them to destruct. Um, they put it, they pressure checked the car, they said, to rule out a head gasket. It was fine for three months, and then the white mist came back. The heater core shot again, and the radiator is full of the white stuff again. Any ideas? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, uh, carried away. Ann, how are you? <laughs> Is there something we can do for you? <laughs> we have this car. And so the theory is that this white stuff, whatever it is, is rotting away the heater cores and has done so three times? Their theory is that this white stuff is clogging the... the See, but clogging would not cause the heater core to leak. If anything, the white stuff, whatever it is... Would stop it from leaking. ...might be corrosive to the heater core. For example, the radiator in this car may be made out of uh, 94. It's probably made out of copper and plastic. Okay. Uh, the heater core, on the other hand, may be made out of aluminum. So it's possible to have some agent in the cooling system that is corrosive to just one component. That would be the heater core. White stuff. Have you been to Alamogordo, New Mexico ever? <laughs> No, and no one but the dealer has ever touched the radiator of the car. There's not a whole lot of places to get um, foreign cars worked on here. So they're the only ones we've ever taken it to. Well, I mean, the fact that they have flushed it out, and, and don't forget, every time the thing leaks and it leaks the antifreeze all over the place, it, I mean, whatever was introduced into the cooling system had to have been so diluted by now Unless... that it can't possibly have the same effect on subsequent heater cores as it did on the first one unless 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 it's being produced there you go by the engine there you go and it's a bad head gasket there you go now we don't know what it is let's work on that for a minute but i think the chemistry is way beyond us. no it's not it's this so... is where you get yourself in trouble you should just <laughs> no, shut is... up and hang up right now and say and good luck <laughs> no no All no right, i mean think about it we got some simple chemistry here we know we've got Carbon, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide, nitrous oxide, nitric, nitric acid. acid. There you go. Okay, good enough. See, and <laughs> that's what it's doing. It's making nitric acid. Oh, oh, and what we see, as everyone knows, who's taken basic, simple, first year chemistry. Here's where the foot goes right down the old throat. Copper nitrate is a white powder. It is. <laughs> <laughs> No, but wouldn't it be great if it was? It would be. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's forming copper nitrate. She hung up about 10 minutes ago. She That's, said, That's you know what you flip. need? A you chemist. need a head gasket. Do you think? Wouldn't the white stuff be oily instead of powdery? That's what the dealer No, copper nitrate is your basic salt. Okay. An acid and a base to form a salt and water. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's chemistry 101. Tell them to check the radiator for emissions. Okay. What they want to do is check for the presence of combustion gases in, in, the, in the cooling system. And I'm going to guess that they're going to find that you need a head gasket. And I'm surprised that the big wigs at Subaru didn't think of this because... It only took us 25 minutes to come up with it. <laughs> yeah, and these guys were working on it for months. 
but there are two of us. <laughs> two of us. Each of us has half a brain. Yeah, but I, I, I do agree with my brother that whatever it is, I think is being manufactured by your engine. Okay. I don't like copper nitrate. No. I like copper carbonate. Really? Carbonate has, sounds more white. Oh, like sodium bicarbonate. <laughs> there you go. I need one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and actually, what I really like is aluminum carbonate. That's even better. Al2CO3. You know, they're going to call up and ask me a diploma back if you keep this up. <laughs> I think MIT is online, too. I love making up stuff. <laughs> yeah, we know this. Well, look, we have no more time for the, the show's over, Ian. So, uh, we wish you luck, and please... Please let us know. <laughs> Don't ever call back. No, let us know if... if, if uh... Yeah, I hope this helps. I, I will let you know. All righty. Okay. Bye-bye. Good luck. <laughs> <sighs> Look, we need to take a little break here, don't you think? Hey, during the break, can you help me send this ad into the newspaper? What, what, let me, what is this? Let me see. Let me see. Uh, high mileage, smokes at idle, operates only in low gear. Needs extensive bodywork, and you think this is going to help you sell your car? Car? That's my personal ad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's so funny about no, it's, that? No, it's right on, man. We'll be back with more of your calls in just a minute. Some people say you got to ride in style. To tell you the truth, it's a Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us. Click and clack the Tappet Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars. Duh. Car repair. <laughs> And uh, the hate mail division. What do you got from the mailbag, man? Well, it's not really the hate mail division. Oh, no? It's just a bunch of interesting ads that people have sent us. I mean, get the, these ads actually appeared in newspapers. Here's one. Wanted. Somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. Write to post office box, blah, 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 blah. You'll get paid after we get back. You're right. This <laughs> <laughs> says, must bring your own weapons, and then in parenthesis, I have only done this once before. <laughs> here's, well, here's one. I, I, well, that sounds interesting, but he's already done it. Oh, she's already done it. Here's another one. Used tombstone. This is in the for sale thing. Used tombstone. Perfect for someone named Homer Handelberg. <laughs> Ideally suited for. <laughs> you... Oh man, you couldn't make up stuff like this. No, could you? you really couldn't. And I'm sure there's going to be another Homer Hendelberg. Okay, gonna... I mean, who? Why... And I didn't even know he was sick. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you buy the thing? Yeah, it should say ideally suited for somebody named Homer Hendelberg who's sick. <laughs> well, that would be ideal. That would be perfect. <laughs> Well, even if your name isn't Homer Handelberg, you can call us about your car, 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Patty, this is Bob from Livingston, Montana. Bob from Livingston, Montana. Yes. Hi, Bob. What's what's happening, man? Well, I've got a, a Nissan 1995 pickup four-wheel drive, mm -hmm. and it's um, got a strange sound that's pretty sporadic, and it's sort of a high-pitched squeak or squealing sound like metal rubbing together. And it's coming from the vicinity of the middle of the truck and underneath. I stick my head out the window and I can, sounds like it's underneath and in the middle. And my Jack Russell Terrier thinks it's some kind of an animal in there and gets all upset. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I've taken it to the dealers and um, they've oh, checked the drive shaft and they've checked the transmission and the uh, U joints and all that, and they don't seem to come up with any answers now you got like ninety-five thousand miles in this thing no it's got a hundred and two that's okay. good it seems to happen more when i'm I, I live up in the mountains and it's sort of a dirt road with grass that grows up the middle sort of like a wagon road uh-huh and uh, it seems to do it when i'm on the dirt road uh, when i get on a highway like heading for the dealers to have it checked it goes away but you have to be moving to get the noise have to be moving mm -hmm. does the noise change at all as your speed changes does it change in pitch does it, it go does. from it does. To e? hey that's very good yeah yes, it's it like does. that you've heard it it's loud enough you can probably hear it <laughs> we hear it all the way from montana right and, <laughs> and, and when you say they checked the uh drive shaft and the u-joints did they actually take the drive shaft out of the vehicle no ah no 
they put it up in lift and, uh, and <laughs> drove it. Does this thing? Uh, and I, I, I have a feeling this has a two-piece drive shaft. Mm-hmm. It does, right? The, the one that goes from the transmission to the rear wheels mm-hmm. is is a two-piecer. Yeah, and, and as such, has three universal joints uh-huh. and a hanger bearing and a hanger bearing. That's right. And the hearing bearing has sort of a bell housing around it. Yeah, it yeah, a, yeah. A metal housing. And I wondered if being on a gravel road, if gravel could get in there it could. and start just squealing on the gravel. And Wait. then when I get on a highway, it just sort of settles down. Did they ever hear the noise, the no. guys at the shop? No. Every time I it's 35 miles to the dealers, and I'm yeah. four miles on a dirt road, and usually by the time I get there, it quits. <laughs> Do they, you've done this, so you've done this a few times. You've taken it to them a few times, and each time you've alluded to the noise, but never been able to demonstrate it to them. That's correct, and I've left it there overnight. They've tried it in the morning. and So by now, they think you're a nut. They, absolutely. Yeah. And they're all running for the men's room when you show up, right? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> oh, this, isn't this... that nut Bob again? <laughs> My this Jack Daniels ride. Terrier that you have. My Jack, no, not Jack Daniels. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Jack Russell. Jack Russell. Jack, <laughs> Jack Daniels Terrier might not be a bad idea. <laughs> I'm ready to try that. <laughs> does he think it's coming from the center of the truck, too? He does. We ought to be able to use dogs. You know they use dogs? Hey, that's a to, good idea. To, to find drugs and whatever else, and arson materials. Yeah. What a great idea to you know a lot of times it's very hard to tell where a noise is coming from. But dogs But dogs have, have those big ears. They got ears that are as big as my head. <laughs> you could have them run alongside the vehicle. Yeah. Well <laughs> I think it could easily be that center that hanger bearing. I do too. Or or it could be a dry universal joint. And looking at the dry shaft would tell you nothing about a dry universal joint and maybe even nothing about the hanger bearing because if it doesn't do it when they have it then they can't hear it. Right. So I think what they need to do, at the very least, is take the drive shaft out oh. and flex and flex each of the joints. Okay. Because sometimes when a joint is bad, it'll make this like a rusty hinge on a gate. Sure. I would go back to them, mm-hmm. tell them to take out the drive shaft. Okay. Check these uh, U joints. If they seem to be okay, replace the hanger bearing. The hanger bearing. Okay. That's what I would do. Well, that sounds like a. And, I, and I'm betting. The noise goes away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd replace anything unless they can. Uh, well, sure. What's on our money? What do we care? <laughs> and you well, really, I mean, how are you going to check the hangar bearing? I'd replace everything, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Probably even the vehicle, right? I would, I'd buy a new truck. <laughs> yeah, we're not spending the yeah. money. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. <laughs> this is too hard to figure out. Just buy a new truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, seriously. If they find a bad U-joint, they replace it and leave the hangar bearing. If they don't find a bad U-joint, replace the hangar bearing, and I'll bet you that does it. Good luck. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> See you later. Thanks. You guys are great. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Bob. Bye. One eight 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 Car Talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two fifty five. Hi, this is Janice from Northampton, Mass. Hi, Janice. How are you doing? Good. Good. You you sound perky. Well, I'm pretty perky. Yeah. Really. Yeah. What do you do for a living? Oh, I teach Shakespeare out at a girls' school in Greenfield. Oh, really? Do you do Romeo and Steve? <laughs> <laughs> that was the one he didn't write. Oh, <laughs> He was working on that, and someone told him it wasn't going to go. <laughs> All right. So you're teaching. And this is a problem that covers about 22 of the teachers that teach at the school. Really? Oh, yeah. This is they, big. 22 oh, so this... teachers have this same problem? Yes. You, that's an interesting idea, you know? Yep. Before you call. You round up a bunch. You're gonna round up a bunch I of did. people with the same problem. I did. That way, we can only we only have to answer one. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll be off the air in in no time. I mean, we've been milking this job for. <laughs> 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 All right. What's the what's the problem? The twenty two other people. My problem is that I've broken five windshields in two years, and I thought, and I've ne- I've been driving for thirty years, and I've never had a windshield break. Really. And I think. There's a conspiracy with the windshield producers. I think they're producing really flimsy windshields. So I did a little poll, and all these other teachers have the same problem. No kidding. Yep. And all the male teachers say, well, and my husband, you were driving behind a big truck. And that's not true, because I was driving behind a Kia Sport the other day, and it happened. Oh, so you you know 
uh, the instant that it happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the little piece kicks up, gets the windshield. Oh, oh, okay. And and is there any similarity in the kinds of cars that these 22 people own? No, vans, sedans. American, no, no, Chinese? No, no, no. I looked into that, too. So you can't find any common thread. Well, they're all replaced by the class people around here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the common. That's the common thread. Yeah. You mean the guys who drive around with the pebbles in the back of their car? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, it could be. Yeah. Well, you are correct that um, the windshield manufacturers are making what did you call it? Flimsy windows. Flimsy windows. And they are making far flimsier windows than they used to make 10 or 15 years ago because they're trying to, the manufacturers of the cars are trying to increase gas mileage. And uh. one of the ways you increase gas mileage without using really any technology, it's sort of a dummy's way of doing it, is you get the car to get lighter and lighter. Huh. And windshields now are about half as thick as they were 10 years ago. Yeah, the next step is saran wrap. <laughs> You gotta stretch it really tight, or you can't see. Well, much. the good thing about that is the rocks bounce right off. <laughs> so you had five, and yep. you obviously drive on the highway. I do. Yeah, it is uh, unusual. I mean, I have to say, no, so, well, one of my back. other friends had had four. Another one had two. Over the past five years. Over the past two years, they said. That's very unusual. Yeah, there's got to be one kid that you're really. <laughs> <laughs> is, is anybody flunking real bad? Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we we can ask all the uh, the glass manufacturers, but I say it has to do with the incidence of pebbles. Is there some kind of? So a... you think Butchie's glass is out there? No, I. Solving I... the road, so to speak, with. <laughs> With pebbles. Well, I think there's some kind of gravel pit around there <laughs> that people are making. Mar uh, this is where is this? Western Massachusetts, right? Yeah. There must be some granite quarry down uh, around there, and there are trucks driving around with stuff. That's what I'm guessing, <laughs> because it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot. So of these sense. these pebbles are just getting flung up off the road. Yeah, because somebody's driving around dropping them. Yeah, I agree. So there's no conspiracy. I don't well, it is so. a con it could be a conspiracy. It could be your buddy at the glass company because don't forget he's the only one making money out of this. Yeah, he Butch and Butchie's the, Auto Glass, Butchie's Auto Glass, and the manufacturers of the windshields, of course, they're making money. Butchie's Auto Glass and Sand and Gravel Company <laughs> <laughs> and Charm School. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he in the business of gravel? You check. All right. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of students there. Let them do a little research and find what other business Butchie's in. <laughs> and I'll bet you'll find out that Butchie is in the gravel business somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, Janice. Oh, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Shakespeare. She didn't buy it. One I think it's true. Well, of course it's true. No, I mean, I, I don't think it, windows today are that much more vulnerable. Windshields are that much more vulnerable. Than well, you're going to get hit with something. I mean, they are more vulnerable, but you're going to get hit with something. I mean, I've been hit. Plenty of times with cars that I'm driving. Yeah? Yeah, and nothing's ever happened. Was it a dope slap? <laughs> was your wife oh, in the, the car? Oh, the windshield. 1-888-CAR-TALK. <laughs> That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on car. Hi, this is Jim from Southern Oregon. Hi, Jim. Southern Oregon. Yeah, well, it's actually a town called Tequilma, but nobody can say it or spell it. Southern so. Oregon's good with us, Jim. All right, good. <laughs> What's up? Well, I have an ethical dilemma. I had a, a 19... 89 Geo Metro. I bought it used. I put 100,000 miles on it, and I sold it for 250 bucks. The guy huh. says, why so cheap? I says, because it's got a new radio, and it's the only thing that I think will still be working tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so he buys it. <clears throat> yeah. now, how many miles did it have on it when you sold About it? About 150,000. Wow. Boy, that's pretty good for a car that, that I think if you bought it new, you paid four thousand. You would have expected it. it to last seventy-five thousand. Right. About six weeks later, the guy comes back, and he gives me a hundred bucks. I says, "What is this?" He says, "I put ten thousand miles on it, and it didn't break down. I figure I owe you money." <laughs> well, this has happened five times now. Really? 
Every time he gets another 10,000 miles without a major repair, he brings me 100 bucks. And I'm, I, I, at first I was just ecstatic and delirious, and now I'm, my, my conscience is beginning to nag. <laughs> <laughs> I figure there's no way it'll go another 10,000 miles. Well, it's happened how many times? Five, five times? times. It's got over, over uh, 200,000 miles on it now. <laughs> no kidding. Yep. So he's essentially paid you 750 bucks for the car. Yes. Well, gee, that's, I mean, it's wonderful of this guy to do this. Yeah, he's a, he's Isn't a sweetheart. I mean, no, I'm, he is a sweetheart. I, I wish I had another car to sell him. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, if you compare that to the, what would happen in this part of the country, yeah, because it's the buyer Oregon. would make up some story <laughs> yeah. that the car broke down, he, he left your house, he needed a new alternator, the transmission fell out, and he wants his 250 bucks back, <laughs> or he's going to hang a beating on you. <laughs> Well, a similar thing happened to me once. Uh, when I sold my wonderful Renault Dauphine, it hardly ran. I mean, it was four cylinders that was running on, I think, one. Is that the one where you gave the guy the case of fire extinguishers? <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I happened to be mention, uh, talking to some guy that I worked with, and I told him that I had to get rid of the car. He said, I'll buy it from you. I said, no, no, no. I said, I can't sell you a car. This car is a death trap. It bursts into flame. It doesn't run. It needs a valve job. It, it's absolutely, it's, it's worth nothing. He said, I'll buy it from you. I'll give you 50 bucks for it. I said, I can't take it. These were the days when new cars cost like 100. 100. <laughs> <laughs> and he finally insisted. And I said, well, look, take the car and I know that as soon as you try to drive it, you'll you'll change your mind. Never heard from him again. <laughs> I would have expected him to come back next the next day and give me back the car. At gunpoint. The <laughs> At gunpoint. But he never did. Because I guess because I was so honest about what kind of shape it was in that he felt an obligation. And maybe your buyer felt the same way. Well, that's what he told me. He said, I, you know, I, I feel you sold this under false pretenses. It was in much better shape than you thought. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Oh no, I didn't." Well, I, I think I think you you and he should collaborate on your favorite charity, and and sure. give the money to that charity from now on. That's right. I could give it to our local uh, Jefferson Public Radio. There, there you go. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. Well, you don't have to give him the whole fifty. I'd give him a uh, you know, I'd give him a hundred. Well, well, that's the you don't have to give him the whole hundred. I give him fifty. <laughs> That's the ethical dilemma. He wants to know. Should he give him the whole hundred or split it with him? I'd split it with them. You know the ethical dilemma. The the lawyer is sitting in his office with his client, and the, after a, a, a little consultation, the guy, the lawyer says, "Okay, well, you owe me a hundred bucks." The guy gives him a hundred bucks and leaves, and the lawyer notices that instead of a hundred bucks, there were two hundred dollar bills stuck together, and he is immediately faced with an ethical dilemma, which is, yes. should he tell his partner? <laughs> <laughs> See you, hey, Jim. Jim I, thanks for calling. I buy a used car from you anytime. You Thank kidding. you, gentlemen. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, uh, it, I think it's time for us to take a little break, especially after that call, wouldn't you think? Yeah, good. I mean, I could use a break. Why? What are you looking at? I've been doing half the heavy lifting around here. I, I think you mean half the heavy shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more of your calls, so please stay tuned. And even though poets everywhere wonder what rhymes with imbecile whenever we say it, this is NPR National. back. Ooh, you're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and, of course, not the new Puzzler. Yeah, I was saddened to learn that the Puzzler was going to be off today. I'm very disappointed. Why would you be disappointed? I mean, you, you usually sleep through the Puzzler, and when you do, you know, occasionally wake up and pay attention, all you do is criticize it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but every week you tell people to send in their answers in the back of some ridiculously expensive luxury item, 
And if you don't do a puzzler, we're not going to get anything good at the office next week. Hey, look at this is public radio. You know, it's not a, about material things, it, you know, luxury items. It's about content. I mean, you, you stop being so shallow. What are you, what are you just about the, 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 the things, the, the money? Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Okay? All right. I forgive you. I mean, just, you know. Now, if you have a, any puzzle suggestions for me uh, for next week, send them on the back of a jacuzzi J480 with six Power Pro <laughs> FX2 jets, <laughs> digital LCD control panel, four headrests, and two watercolor waterfalls. <laughs> a little over the top, eh? Send them to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our Fair City. Matt 022. And if you're in dire need of a puzzler <laughs> now, our current puzzler is awaiting you online at cartalk.com. 888-CAR-TALK. <laughs> That's 888-22-7855. Hello, you're on car. You know, nobody could decipher the number from that. No, because we're trained to, to think of it in terms of a group of three, a group of three, a group of four. That's it. You break it up into any other groups and we're useless. Well, actually, it shows you the, how, the how, first group of three throws me off. We're, we're conditioned for for seven digits. Seven digits. That's well, it's it. it's been known. Everyone who's taken Psych One Hundred and One knows that seven is just about what you can remember. Seven things of any kind. Yeah. Seven addresses. That's why seven there were like seven dwarfs. Digits, seven there were eight dwarfs. dwarfs. There used to be eight. eight. There used to be eight. The eighth one dropped off the end of the earth. Nobody can remember. No one knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Henry the Seventh. You hear him? No. <laughs> 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 Wait, I've heard of Henry VIII, though. How does that work? Oh, because Henry VII dropped off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nice gesture. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, you're on Car Talk. Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Hi, this is John. I'm from uh, Jackson, Wyoming. Hi, John. And I'm having a little bit of a problem with uh, Honda Civic Hatchback. It's a 1990, and I got about 113,000 miles on it. And only 119,000? Um, yeah. Not miles. Yeah, I've only had it the last uh, few years. Um, so. It couldn't have come from Wyoming because it would have 119 million miles on it. <laughs> Maybe no, it, it does. Come from Oregon, actually. <laughs> oh, Oregon. That's oh, better. yeah, that's a lot better. <laughs> so what, what's, what's happening with it? What's happening is... Uh, occurs when I'm accelerating around a corner, like say I'm at a stop and I'm turning onto a road. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you floor it, which is the usual way to drive if you live in Wyoming. Oh, jeez, right. man, you are. <laughs> he's, he's having a bad <laughs> day today. It's a Honda Civic, so I have to get it's out of the Civic, way. It's a Honda Civic, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, to get yeah, out of the way of the semis. <laughs> and the cattle. <laughs> and the cows, right. And it, it, there's a knocking noise essentially, uh, or clucking noise, I like to call it. Clucking, that's good. (laughs) And uh, it seems to be louder and more rapid the faster I accelerate or the sharper I turn. Yeah, and it's coming from the driver's side of the car? It comes from both sides. Oh, you Oh, great, a double, (laughs) a double whammy. I just realized we should adopt the, uh, the Starbucks approach to things. Someone comes in and he needs... For example, CV joints, and we, and, and in the case of John, you'd say, "Doppio," <laughs> <laughs> which is Starbucks for double. double. <laughs> and uh, you, you need, I'm afraid, jeez, uh, two axles replaced. Really? Yeah, because what's what's wrong is the outer CV joints on both of the axles are worn to the point where they're eventually going to break, and when they break, that's not good. Well. The wheels won't fall off, but you won't be able to drive the car. Right. And uh, you could be out in nowhere. You, oh, you live in nowhere. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, yeah, you could be. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but but uh, so you need to get them replaced. Although you can, you know, go right to the edge with them. Yeah. Uh, we need people like you to push the limits <laughs> to find out how long you can go after after the initiation of the noise. How long you can go before an axle actually breaks? Oh, but I'll bet you that this has been making this noise for months. No, no, no. It's no. actually, well, it's maybe going on Weeks. a month. A month. Yeah, is it, at, the mo- it, at the most. Is it bothersome, or do you think you could live with it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, because I, I'm, I'm actually a professional driver. I, d- I deliver pizzas. So um, oh. I, can't, I can't get stuck out. You can't get oh, the whole Wyoming economy 
will collapse if, <laughs> if John misses a pizza delivery. So you're going to have the axles replaced. No. Okay. And yeah. you might be lucky. It may just be one axle, but I, from the your description. No, it I, sounds like it's a dopio. I think it's a dopio, yeah. It's I'm going to give my brother a dopio slap when the <laughs> show's over, too. Yeah. yeah. See you later, John. All right. Take Thanks care. for your call. Good luck. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Kate calling from Bennington, Vermont. Hi, Kate from Bennington. How are you? My I'm brother good. used to live in Bennington, Vermont. I know this. You well, do? Is the, yes. is the plaque still there? The plaque. <laughs> it is. There's multiple. Is, is the wanted poster still up? <laughs> um, What's up? I have a, a 99 Volkswagen Golf. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. About a month ago, <clears throat> I had to have a new clutch put in. Oh. Um, shortly thereafter, it became really hard to shift the gears. It wouldn't go into first at all, um, and it was really difficult to get it into any gear at all. So I took it back. They readjusted the clutch. That problem was solved. Now, its latest trick is that I'll be driving along, and all of a sudden the car will feel almost as though it's catching on something, and it will kind of jerk forward. And it mostly happens at slower speeds, like under 45 miles an hour. And I just I don't know if it's related to the new clutch or what's going on. You're just driving along, and all of a sudden it's going... <laughs> well, let's go back to the first thing. You said they put the clutch in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if there's any way that you can blame them for this, we're, we're going to assist you in this regard. <laughs> when they put the new clutch in, you were, after a few days, unable to shift it, you said. Correct. And you went back and they adjusted it. Correct. Hmm, I don't know what they adjusted because it's a self-adjusting clutch. Maybe they replaced the cable. Maybe. Why did you have the original clutch replaced? I was driving along and all of a sudden my car started to make this noise like, and it just... Totally, the clutch burnout, like the oh, oh, so the, smell you, there. And, the engine revved up, but the car wouldn't go. There you go. Okay, so you burned ah. out the original clutch. How many yes. miles were on it? 83. That's pretty soon for a clutch it's, to wear out. Especially on a Volkswagen. Volkswagen clutches are notorious for being very robust. You must be an animal. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay. now that we've established that. we established that, that you screwed up the first clutch. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, I, and I think that whatever they did to, to make the thing shift properly is not connected to the current condition that you have. I think you have a plain old-fashioned engine misfire. Okay. Is, isn't yeah. your check engine light on? Yes, it is. Ah! Why okay. didn't you tell us that? Well, you know, it's, it's honestly, it's been on for quite a while, and I was told that it was just a computer malfunction and that uh, they shouldn't worry about it. I was told that about a year ago. Who told you that? By whom? A Volkswagen dealership in Pennsylvania. What a bunch of bums. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you need to take it someplace because while it while the check engine light may be on for another reason, okay, it's it should be on now for this reason, except okay. that you have chosen to ignore it because it, it's the same light that would, in other words, the light doesn't do anything different when there are two malfunctions. Right. right. But she was advised by a dealer. That's no, no, right. but when, when, when the dealer told you there was nothing wrong, there was nothing wrong. In other words, the car wasn't misbehaving. Correct. The only thing that was going on that was bad then is you were burning out the clutch. Mm -hmm. But that yeah. had nothing to but do with the check engine, engine light. light. That wasn't telling you that. <laughs> right. No, and it didn't say check clutch. It said check <laughs> so you, you need to take it to some place that can hook the machine up to it. Okay. And they'll scan it and they'll find out what the what all the codes are. But it's not clutch related. No, and it, it doesn't sound like a transmission issue or anything. No, like no, that. I don't no, think no. so. I think you have a classic misfire condition. Okay. You know, and it and, and if I want to just ask is it ever worse during damp weather? Huh, I I haven't noticed that to be the case, but like I said, it tends to happen more when I'm going at slower speeds than faster speeds. That's the only thing that I've noticed. That well, I mean, well, yeah, you, you would notice it more at slower speeds. Well, but you, but a, a real misfire, though, you might notice if you accelerate. I'm, try, I'm starting to rethink this. I'm thinking now that maybe, just maybe, it's, it, it may what, be, what, what? Well, they might have left a couple of bolts out. <laughs> of, of one of the, maybe they left a bolt out of the transmission, one of the transmission mounts. Huh. You know, and, and it's right. possible that the, the engine transmission assembly is kind of rocking back and forth. If you hit the gas, take your foot off the gas, hit the gas, can you get the thing to go ka-chunk, 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 yes. ka-chunk? Uh, oh, you can. They left some bolts loose. A little bit, Or yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Ah, you should go back and look at, different. look at the mechanic's workbench, see if he has any extra bolts <laughs> sitting around that he can't identify. <laughs> and he say, do you know where those bolts go? And he, when he says no, he say, I think they go in my car. Right. I think that's maybe what happened. 
And they have, if they have an issue, I'll tell them to call you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, but get the engine code checked out anyway, just for yucks. All right. Sounds good. See you later. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. So is the <sighs> is it still true that the what, uh, was that like five calls? I'm exhausted. Already. <laughs> is it still true that the uh, dealerships are only open by appointment up there in Bennington? Oh well, everything's by appointment. The gas station was open by appointment. Eight 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 car talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eighty two fifty five. Although you're on car talk. Hi, this is Dave from Sugar Falls, Ohio. Hi, Dave. I need your advice on our family's summer vacation. Yeah. My wife, my three daughters, my mother, and I are planning a trip to go to Ireland to visit some relatives and doing some sightseeing. And we're going to be there for two weeks driving around, so I'm going to need to rent a minivan or a minibus to carry all of these people in their luggage. And I'm concerned that I'm going to be driving a relatively large vehicle on unfamiliar, narrow Irish roads, and most importantly, on the left-hand yeah, side. Yeah, you figured that out all right. Five people altogether? Six. 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 His mother, his wife, his three kids, and himself. Three kids. Don't uh, forget him. Right. I forgot you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that isn't a bad idea. Maybe you should just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I get to go along, but what I need your advice is... You're going to be traveling with five women. And two of them are teenagers. Oh! Oh, they're going to hate <laughs> Well, first you? of all, they already hate you. What are you, crazy? <laughs> How how old are the teenagers? Uh, Seventeen and fifteen. Oh, you might as well just hang yourself now. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Well, if we stay home, I have to keep teaching the fifteen-year-old how to drive here. So I figure if we go to Ireland, I, I'm off the hook for a couple weeks. Yeah, well, she'll want to tr practice on the left-hand side of the road. Well, that's what I need to know. How? What kind of advice can you give me on how I'm going to adjust to driving on the wrong-hand side of the road? And any ideas on how I could practice that in Ohio before I leave? Sure, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> they might not even notice in Ohio. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you, I did it once. And uh, I have to say that, I mean, I, I used to take frequent, when I was with the CIA, don't, this is between you and me, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I used to take frequent trips to Australia, where, as you know, they do the same crazy thing of driving on the wrong side of the road. And I had been there many, many times and had never had the courage to try it. And one day, uh, one of the guys I was working with, who was an American, but he lived in Australia. In fact, I still remember his name. It was Wes Davis. He offered me his car. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to go to go look at some kangaroos hopping at something. And uh, he said, well, take my car and go blah, blah, blah. And he gave me directions. Mate. Mate. <laughs> right. And I tell you, I had maybe five miles to drive, and I was terrified every inch of the way. There were cars coming at me, and they were on the wrong side, too, luckily. And so it's very, very disorienting. And that was as far as you drove five miles and then gave up? I drove five miles, and then I had to drive back. And I vowed I would never do that again. <laughs> but well, I, I mean, I've never driven, at least that I know of, on the other side of the road. Oh, well, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you may not remember. <laughs> but I do I do remember the, the uh, when I went to Bermuda some years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. I got off the plane, and I get picked up by, of all things, a taxi cab, which is a Colt Vista. <laughs> Except that the steering wheel is on the opposite side because they yeah. drive on the wrong side of the road in Bermuda, too. Yes, they do. And I knew within one minute that I'd be able to do it. Really? Yeah. Now, they have the good sense in, in Bermuda, the Bermudians, that is, to not let foreigners drive. You can't drive in Bermuda. No, but they'll let you drive uh, mopeds. Yeah, because you die, you die. <laughs> yeah. they don't it's only you. you. They don't want you killing anyone else. But yeah. You can't drive a car. But I knew, But I knew I could do it. You did. Yeah, I anticipated the driver's every move, and I, I, I felt that I could have just gotten behind the wheel and would have been completely at ease with it. Huh. The only way you're going to know, Dave, is to do it. Yeah. Okay. And, what, and once you get there, if you can't do it, your wife will drive. <laughs> okay. And if not Who's her, you know your 15-year-old daughter can All do right, anything. No, she would drive. Yeah, she'll figure it out in a minute. Yeah, because don't forget, teenagers know everything. Right. Right. And she doesn't have much experience driving on the right, so <laughs> that's on the right. Left. Right. You, you know, she might be the best one to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who are you going to visit in Ireland? This is family. Yes, yeah, family. 
going to go visit some cousins and aunts that uh, live up near Belfast. That'll be great. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. You're going to have a rollicking good time if you don't drive off the road. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm confident you'll be able to do it. And I, the only piece of advice I would give is drive slowly. <laughs> okay. Good luck, David. Okay. Uh, keep us posted. In fact, uh, 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 take pictures. Okay. Yeah, we, we may uh, have you uh, featured on our website. Okay, we will. <laughs> See you, David. Bye. Well, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion. That's for sure. Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Mindanao, Shrimp Kung Pao, Beef Gaprao, Pork Pilau, Split Roast Sow, General Gao, Bacalao, Chu Chomp and Chow is John Bugsy Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our accounts receivable supervisor from the Mumbai office is Vishnu Payap. Our Jackie Gleason impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Hamahamahama. <laughs> Our French dog walker is Poupon de Grasse. Our Russian chauffeur is Peakoff and Dropoff. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn, and the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Louis Dewey, known to the lost geography students in Harvard Square as Yui Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're clicking clack the Tappet Brothers. Don't drive like my brother. Don't drive like my brother. That too. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 713, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, complete details on how to get rid of your old car without having to sell it. Does this involve throwing the keys on the front seat, leaving it unlocked, and calling Cousin Nunzio's tip line? <laughs> well, actually, no. It, it's the Car Talk Vehicle Donation Program, oh. where you can donate your car and benefit your favorite local public radio station. Details available all week at cartalk.com. Support for the Car Talk podcast comes from CarMax. Used cars with a no-haggle approach and more than 20,000 cars in a nationwide inventory at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham & Howe and WBUR Boston. And even though Ben and Jerry pelt their radios with peace pops whenever they hear <laughs> us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.